I really, I really enjoy the character of of Jason in this film. I like. Uh, you mean Michael? Michael, sorry. <laughs> I get them, I get them mixed up all the time. They both wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> Always feel free to send them on to us at filmtankshow at gmail dot com. Unless Wait. you're Evan Sabera. Please make the puppet smaller. I really find Billy's arc believable. <laughs> they keep on Come making on. Billy weirder. I don't like. What? I don't know if I Weirder. like that. <laughs> it's a puppet that rides a tricycle. I was gonna say, yeah, they, I, they, and, yeah. Sometimes I take a little umbrage as to some of his lines, oh, yeah. like when he yells at the nurse when Michael Myers drives off in the car, and he's like, "Well, somebody must have taught him how to drive." <laughs> Welcome into Film Tank, the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we compare and contrast the original Halloween directed by John Carpenter and the 2007 version directed by Rob Zombie. If you would like to get in touch with Film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Film Tank Show. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com, or on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Nick Cheney, Toussaint Egan, and myself, Alex Diekman. Hello there again, everybody, and welcome into episode 129 of Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, along with my two usual co-hosts, Nick Cheney and Toussaint Egan. Hey! Hey! Who that boy? Who them is? Hey! What the fuck? Now I'm embarrassed. I was gonna say, it's it's. I, was, I think Tucson's playing the black guy on an episode of Saved by the Bell. Now, like no, that's no, lit. he's playing the frog. That's literally uh Okay, I'm not gonna explain it to you. Why? You kind of have <laughs> you to can, now. You can look it up. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. I won't. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we have a triumphant return on this episode for the first time in two years. Whoa, two years. Has it been that long? I was going to say, oh, there he is. Hey. Uh, who is it? Our, our, one of our original co-hosts who has been. How do you know? He hasn't introduced himself. <laughs> who is who has been doing other things for uh, the last couple of years is back for at least one night to talk horror movies with us. Yes. Welcome back, Kenny Marcellus. Yay. Uh, hey, hey. You boys uh, see anything you like? Uh, Actually, uh, yes. God. It's a nice beard. You didn't have that. that last time. Yeah. No, that's why I've been gone for two years. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You've been working on new material. On You've been, been chiseling that one line. I've, I've been waiting to use that one line from there the movie and uh, growing a beard. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good. So, yeah. Sorry, well, that's good to be back. I can't believe it's been two years. I, know, yeah, right? I think the last thing was the soft mm-hmm. cap or whatever. It was whatever October you want to call it, of 2015. Yeah. So. Wow. And there's going to be a new one this year. Yeah. So, like, what a crazy universe oh, yeah. we when live in. When the fuck in. is that coming out? Uh, like at the yeah, end. Late of, October. Just before Halloween. Alex yeah. and I oh, are okay. going to see it. Oh, ASAP. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, fucking wait. Do, do, do. It, uh, there you go. Are they going to still have the same song? Of course. Uh, why would they? Yeah. Come on, man. Like, have you ever seen any horror franchises? That's like the best part of the franchise. Yeah, I, know, I, was gonna I say, know. That is one of the only like accomplished parts. <laughs> Billy yeah. the Puppet. Well, I'm not saying that there aren't, but... They keep on making on. Billy weirder. 
I don't like. What? I don't know if Weirder. I like that. It's a puppet that rides a tricycle. I was gonna say, yeah, they, I, they, and, yeah. Really big yeah, and somehow they made it weirder. It's like now it's like some life size man puppet. I'm just like, I don't like this at all. I want it to be. Please make the puppet smaller. I really find Billy's arc believable. <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh, if, you, if you've been hanging on since like the fourth one, yeah, and on, I mean, you got bigger fish to fry. That's than, true. Than yeah. Jigsaw or yeah. Billy or any anything, <laughs> anything. The, the fucking theme song. I mean, yeah. <laughs> No, you. This is saw. You That's said that you said that you really wanted to get together to watch the seventh film. So I do. I, re- I still haven't seen the seventh one. Really? That's like my homework before we go see the new one. I got to see the seventh one. Don't don't do no, it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> there, it's, it's, it's one of the worst movies of the entire franchise. Yes. But I kind of want to watch it again. I'll spoil it for you, so you don't have to see it. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Doctor Gordon comes back. He's still alive. Yeah. And he murders Costas Mandalore, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, because he leads like a new cult of of Jigsaw followers. Who is that the movie with uh, R.I.P. Uh, Lincoln Parks? Oh God, we we talk about this. Every I know, but time. I always forget which one he's in. I'm pretty sure it's the fourth one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the fourth one. We talk about this every time. It's the fourth or the fifth. He was also in the movie the Crank. One... Okay. Good. Yeah. I just so at least as far as if I'm thinking of the right trap, he's the one who's like inside the car, yeah. and he has to like rip his skin to get out of. the Yeah, car. he's like super glued to the leather seat. So that's why I feel like he's got to be in five through seven. He's in one of those. At what point does okay. Saw like go from being Saw to just being like a really macabre jackass movie? Uh, saw four. Okay. Yeah, was, actually, was, I can see that. I, I Literally, was on board until the fourth one. And then... The climax of software is you were too good of a person, <laughs> and now you must relearn your ways. The By the fuck? way, Nick, you I... were right. It is the seventh. I was going to say, it was a late. I remember that disgusting, and that's also another reason why I hate that last one. I mean, I love them all. <laughs> But it's a real I, piece I of love shit. them all, but I hate that one. It's even, a real piece of shit. even by the third, I remember starting to already jump off board. There's like, my favorite. I, I, I watched the third, and I remember very distinctly in the theater rolling my eyes at so many points in the movie and just going, God damn it. Yeah. And then the fourth, I was just like, I'll give it one more shot. And <laughs> that was the last one I See, saw. See, I only saw the second <laughs> one and the third one in, in theaters. And then after that, I just stopped because I felt like. It's over for me. I don't really care anymore. Well, it's back. <laughs> yeah, and then I watched all of those movies, and then I died a little inside. <laughs> I gotta say, the trailer looks marginally better than I'm, the last four I'm, entries. I, I, I can't do that. I'm, I'm excited for... Uh, it might be awful. Based on the trailer and be, based on the two awful. directors. I'd, I'd rather watch The Snowman. <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't no. go there. I rather don't watch do the that. Don't do that to yourself. It's probably going to be another Hi, count. Mr. Detective. It's going to be another. I have a clue for you. It's going to be another, um, the counselor for me, where I'm going to like. Oh man, I really Snowman? would like. Yeah, it looks like another film that it's like. Oh man, this looks really interesting You're just in its own way that because Michael Fassbender's in it. Yeah, I I probably am. <laughs> I probably am, and then okay. it's going to probably be shit. But you know what? I'm still going to see it because That's good. Um, and you can talk about it, and we can review because yeah. we're not going to do an episode. On it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You might. All right. Cool. We might. Oh, we're that... doing a weekend review. No. If not... you see the snowman. Movie. Yeah, we're not doing that right now. Okay. No. Cool. Don't worry. Right, Tucson, cool. come back to us. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. You haven't even seen the snowman. What the it hell? Come out oh, for yeah. Two months. I haven't missed two months. Really. I think it's November. Oh, well, I haven't missed October. a fucking thing. No. The show has not evolved one bit. Oh. We tried. <laughs> We've made attempts. We've yeah. had we've no, had don't do that. We've had That's good fine. episodes. We've had some good episodes. We've had really good episodes. We've had, we've had some 
uh, females in here to do episodes women. with us. Women. Say that in here. a weirdly yeah. predatory way. No. Yeah. No. yeah. We were guy. able to get some females in this room. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. No. The, way I, the reason I said it like that is because sometimes, uh, especially our early episodes with Kenny... Uh, <laughs> definitely turn into what you may call locker room talk. Yeah. No more locker room so talk. So presidential Wait, talk. So, so this is my fault. <laughs> no. No, I'm but saying that's that what when, we were, when we were working it out, yeah. when, we, when we were working we out were the working vibe, it out this and, is. Until you were no longer on the podcast. Yeah. And we make, and we make a, a, a concerted effort when we're going to have a guest on is like to not, not, Always to have. Yeah, we make a concerted effort not to talk about semen. No, we make a concerted (laughs) effort to have like feminine perspectives on multiple films, just because we're just three guys, and it's like it would be nice to be able to hear something from like from the the opposite sex, which is is what I was trying to say. Yeah, I may have said it in a weird, bizarre Harvey Weinstein kind of way, but that's okay. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, what film are we talking about today? <laughs> We're going to talk about Glad two films, uh, and the f- and this is very timely because obviously it's October, <laughs> but also there is going to be a uh, another reboot of this franchise coming to a theater near you next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are talking about the original John Carpenter, what many people would call horror classic. It is. Thank you. Uh, that was encompassed in the yes. many people. Yes. Uh, Halloween from 1978. And uh, while talking about that, we're going to also uh, compare and contrast and discuss the 2007 reboot directed by Rob Zombie. Dick through like, the ditches. like uh, back in the day when we did the RoboCop episode. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what I thought about when we were talking about this originally. Yes. So. Yeah, because it was Alex. It was you, which I was surprised. That was like, let's do an episode on Halloween. We and then weirdly, on that one. yeah, and weirdly <laughs> enough, it was me who was like, let's also talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween. Well, I don't know if you know this, Kenny. I think you no. kind of do, but no. Nick has become obsessed with horror films in oh. the last year. Yeah. I think you mentioned that, and yeah. that's uh, that's that's awesome. That's exciting. Like I, I've kind of gone through that evolution a bit over the last, I'd say, two or three years. Actually. Pretty much since I've been on the show, I've taken a hard right and gone almost exclusively horror. I mean, not not a, it's not like that's the only thing I watch, but I remember um, back like first second of it, like introducing ourselves and like giving yeah. like a rundown on myself and my like my my film taste. Like I'm still very much the same. I still love a good like popcorn action, you know, yeah. big blockbuster. I still love comedies, but. I've really gone down the horror uh, road, and and that's that's awesome. You're gonna have to give me some recommendations on stuff you've seen. I was gonna say at the beginning of this podcast, I feel like I said multiple times, like I'm not really for horror, and yeah. now it's like, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I love yeah. horror, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, it's 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 been this interesting evolution where I realized like. It's kind of one of those things where uh, it's never anything I turned away from, and I never turned my nose up at it or anything. It's yeah. just um, a renewed appreciation. Yeah, when I look back, I realize I had a lot of um, films that I watched growing up that I, I enjoyed more than I realized, mm-hmm. and I've I've sort of um, struck this nerve where it's just now it's come to be more of like a passion thing. Like I fucking love horror films, and so. I've got this somewhat 
steady foundation of, of like a handful of them I grew up on, like even comedy, so, you know, comedy based stuff like a, like a Beetlejuice or yeah. Scream was always one of my favorites. And Scream um, always scared the shit out of me. And now, like we we had that episode on the the, the Scream films, and I fucking love those. Yeah, they're so good to go it back is? and watch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's been really fun and I don't know, do you have, uh, or have you, um, checked out, um, Shutter, the, the streaming service? I haven't. I've been kind of meaning to yeah, because it's really good. I'm trying like not to add another streaming service yeah. and yet I will admit Shutter well, is, uh, enticing. Especially for you because, um, you really go down some rabbit holes with, with Shutter where it's like. The majority of the library is is um, there's a lot of foreign shit. There's a lot of old shit, like sixties and seventies. One like thing I love about Giallo Sh- horror films. Oh yeah. yeah. One yeah. thing I love about Shutter is that when you, uh, much like Netflix, but in a much more obscure way, uh, when you start looking at the ridiculous categories on the main page, it gets very obscure and specific. Yes. Like babysitter horror. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you know all the ridiculous like sub niches you can yeah. think of of horror. Uh, they have at least a. Few few films of that. Hopefully they won't try to start forcing original content on people's throats. Well, they do, uh, but I don't think it's necessarily affected their pricing or anything like that. Uh, okay. So at least they're just trying to... It hasn't to, turned into a ridiculous I just Netflix package. No, it's more just like certain horror directors and oh, such okay. are, are flocking to it for I, obvious They're reason. raising their prices again. I, uh, Netflix? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm, they will until the end of time. I'm getting dangerously close to canceling my subscription. Yeah, me too. Go on over to Shutter. It's four ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah, uh, random, really quick, random question before we get right to this episode. I just want to know, Kenny, did you see the new uh, It? Nope. Okay, I and, was just I, and I and I had a feeling that was going to come up, and and I actually made a concerted effort to like try and find time this week. Um, side note, like. I became a father within the last year. Aww. So becoming uh, <laughs> becoming a father means no time for movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, put true. it this way. If there's a film I really want to see, like, really bad, like It, um, I might see it in the theater, like, two or three months later. Yeah. Um, if I'm lucky, I'll catch it first run. I've caught a lot of movies that I really wanted to see second run, like, just barely hanging on to, like, the theater run. So, um, it's... It's been very much at the top of my list, and I, I, it's killing me because I've heard nothing but amazing things about I it. I will so. say I saw it, and I very much enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, it's not one of the scariest movies I've seen, but it's yeah. – uh, did you see Krampus? Yeah. It's kind of like that where it's more uh, just kind of – It's a good of, comedy. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's more inadvertent fun comedy. and silly, but also just kind of thrilling. So yeah. I, I very much recommend it. If you don't mind before we dive into Halloween, um, can I ask like um, – what what have you seen this year, like horror, anybody horror wise? That's any any good or no? Uh, it's not a. Uh, this isn't a, a horror film. I know I've recommended this to you, so it's I know not you a said st- one, and I couldn't remember the name. It's of it. not a straight horror film, but uh, the film It Comes at Night is that's just a yes. fantastic. Film. That was fucking awesome. It's horror. Yeah, yeah it's horror. It's just not. It's a different kind of it's horror. the horror of man versus man. It's not just one of the best horror thriller films of the year. It's one of the best films of the year for me, yeah. um, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Did, I agree. Did, it's in my top five films of the year. Yeah, that's. Um, um, I remember you mentioning Joel it. Edgerton. Yeah, is the main character and Riley Keough. Riley Keough, uh, who's been in a few things lately, but you might not know who she is because she's yeah. kind of still up and coming a little bit. Yeah. But it's um, 
it's it's just uh, really got everything you could want in a good film, and yeah, um, yeah it's got a very interesting plot and story, and um, just it's just a fantastic like the cinematography and um, the sound design and and the score is just so fucking good. Like cool. it's and again, we're going a little deep here into it, but it's it's got so many check marks in in the good yeah. box and. Uh, Definitely, that would be the top of my list that I would think of. Well, the top, like the top three for me would be that because I remember you mentioning it. So mm-hmm. it comes at night. It and then uh, Get Out. Like I still haven't seen. Get I out. saw Get Out. Well, we all did actually. Yeah. Uh, I I was a big fan of it. I was too. It sounds like to, to me because I again I've avoided knowing much about it. Um, but it sounds like it's sort of the same thing where it's not like a straight up. It's actually yeah, it's, like a horror comedy. I was going to say, a there's of, a lot going on. So there's it's not a lot just, of social commentary yeah. going on. So I will say it's very creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't... Alex didn't dislike it, which... I gave it a pretty respectable rating. I was say, well, I'm just, you know, compared to, like, It Follows yeah. or a few other horror films. No, I'll, I'll, I'll... I'm just going to cash in my black card, I guess, in order to talk about it a little okay. bit. Like, oh, yeah, I'm because, sorry, because, that's not accepted here. Because <laughs> I feel like I have to do that. It's like, I really enjoyed Get Out for a lot of reasons, independent of myself being... Independent black, of there being black of, people. Of, 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 me, of me being black, but I felt like from... I identified with the characters, but... Not... <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Okay. okay um, <laughs> so... Get Out is the type of film that I feel like it could not have been written or directed by somebody who wasn't black. Yeah, and I and I and I appreciated the the sort of nuances of it that I probably like. Otherwise, I probably would not have been able to pick up on. But simply because of the way that it was constructed, like it spoke some to something that was singular to the lived experience of. Black you, in America. Oh yeah. Do you, so, um, I would have voted for Obama. Shut if, the if he fuck ran for up. A third term. I'm just saying. God damn. Anyway. Not, do you um? Do you listen to the Nerdist podcast? I don't listen to the Nerdist podcast, but I do no. frequent the website sometimes. Okay. Um. Yeah. They had an episode. Uh, with Jordan Peele. With Jordan Peele. Okay. I'll check that out. Fascinating, and he, and he said a lot of things. Like, okay. He, sure. The reason he was able to write that movie is yeah. only because he is who he is. So. Yeah. Yeah, I will say Get Out uh, is the first commentary I've listened to in probably years, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just Jordan Peele, uh, nobody else, mm-hmm. uh, and it was one of the best commentaries I've ever heard. I have to buy that on so Blu-ray. I would if you want to borrow it or if you buy yeah. it, whatever. Let yeah, me know. I still got to finish The Prisoner. I haven't forgotten about that. That's okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, one other recommendation I'll give, even though I haven't seen it, but I've been, I'm going to watch it this month. Uh, my one of the directors of one of my favorite horror movies, uh, which was Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Yes. A, God, fuck yeah, that movie's awesome. Film, yeah. which hit Netflix. It was a Netflix exclusive. And also hit Tucson's car. <laughs> what? Wow. That was the movie we were watching. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, but I hope he's listening to this so I can tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah. Squirrel. <laughs> It wasn't a squirrel. squirrel. He was drunk, and the cops let him get away with it because that's what it is. So anyway, and Tucson's blacks. That director has a new film on Netflix called Little Evil, starring Adam Scott and Evangeline Lilly. Really? uh, Where Adam Scott plays a um, 
a guy who's uh, moving in with his new girlfriend who has a son from a previous relationship. And he's pretty sure that it's kind of like a riff on the omen because he's pretty sure that the son is possessed by something. And it is very much a horror comedy. I watched the first half hour and I liked what I saw because um, it both plays the comedy ridiculously. Um, like the first scene is the little boy bearing um, Adam Scott and then the Evangeline Lily coming out going, no, you are grounded, you know, whatever. Um, but also, when the movie actually starts get going, it's a little creepy and whatnot, so I recommend uh, that. You, Nick, you're a TV guy. I am. Uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, God, yes. That is a great show. Fantastic show. I'm not caught up on it, but okay. I watched the entire first season, and now I have a second season sitting at home. And, That's um, I am so jealous of that. Um, yeah. The the only thing I have managed to accomplish is binging the shit out of that show. Yeah. Like that's where a lot of my movie time's gone. I, I I've I've crashed right through that. I like I got through episode one, loved it, yep. and didn't know that it could get that much better. And season two just blows season one out of the water. So Bruce Campbell yeah. is like He's a uh, fucking god. He is. Uh, <laughs> it's actually coming back yeah. sooner than later because it's coming back in February. So yeah, it's all know, been filmed and wrapped, and it's yeah. that's um. I, we're getting way off topic. Yeah, here. I know. I'm but sorry. That's, no, no, no. That, that's got a uh, that's got a house at the uh, Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights this year. Really? Right? Evil does. Dead. Which yeah. is why... Uh, it, no, Ash vs. Ash oh, like it's yeah. actually themed yes. after the TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stars, stars jumped on board. And, wow. Uh, Universal, uh, yeah, quick quick sidetrack, but I'll, I'll keep it quick. Yeah. Um, they, they do partner up with uh, a lot of companies and do a lot of intellectual properties for their Halloween Horror Nights every year. Um, so, like, this year, like, the big ones, The Shining, and then um, they're also working with... Uh, Blumhouse, so they've got like Insidious and Purge and stuff like that. Yeah, there's even like a Saw there, thing. Isn't there's there? a Saw yeah. house Ooh. where they're doing kind of like a compilation of the first seven, but then like the big <laughs> finale of the house apparently is like a like a teaser from the the new movie coming out. So they do a lot of synergy stuff like that. But eh. Ash vs Evil Dead was already on my radar, but as soon as it got announced as a house, I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's go time. So well, that's hey, anything to keep that show in the air. Yeah, which <laughs> which is interesting. Like from what I've heard, the numbers are not good. <laughs> no, I mean, stars itself doesn't have quite the roster, so I right. think they can get away with whatever they feel comfortable putting out. So yeah. even well, if it lasts only three seasons, that's that's a pretty good well, run. And well, that odd. seems to be like the hot number now. Is yeah, to have like, three seasons. If you can get to that, at least that basically says you made it. <laughs> well, it's odd because the Evil Dead at least in, like, the horror world, is, like, a big franchise. Like, it's a very known thing. If you like horror movies, you know The yeah. Evil Dead, yet Ash vs. Evil Dead is, like, off everybody's radar. No, it's, not a lot of people realize that it's literally bad. Like, it's a sequel, and right. it is, if you like the three movies, it, which yeah. they're all fantastic, yeah. it's back in the exact same form other than just I, being, like, 20 years later. I don't <laughs> think most people realize how high caliber the show is like it is it it is phenomenal like it is if you like anything about the the franchise it not only stays in that world but builds upon it and and complements the original movies so well i, I can't say enough good things about asher's evil dead so I, I really like it too it's great so yeah thanks Jusson. there the quick i've never note. seen an episode so i got nothing you should mm-hmm. well yeah. i'll add it to the list there you go <laughs> So, uh, we're going to start just... I, I got to go. Uh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> really brought a lot to this uh, episode. guys. I'm out of here. Yeah. It's good talking again. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming back, Kenny. Yeah. Thanks. Please leave your beer. Um, <laughs> it's half gone. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, so I guess we'll just kind of talk a little bit for like, I don't know, maybe just do two like small little segments on individual movies and then just kind of talk about for all. Halloween just in general. Candy. Uh, hmm? Candy. Yeah. Halloween in general. <laughs> well, this the, guy is the, on point. That's fine. This is like, this is like his jam. Like this is like his time of year. It is. Mm-hmm. He's this like, is like rips open. He, he runs downstairs on October 1st, rips open the Jack Skellington paper and is like ready to go. It's like Christmas morning all month for Kenny. So except sadly, it's like more since like February. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like an all year thing for me. I cool off around the new year, but then yeah, I mean, things really start ramping up. I mean, the holidays get in the way, and then once the, <laughs> once they're hey, gone, it's... I put my Christmas tree up November 1st, so, you know, we all have our predilections. There you go. Yeah. So, the first Halloween, which was released in 1978 and was written, directed, and scored yep. by John Carpenter, uh, and made for a very small budget, even by 1978 standards... Uh, stars Donald Pleasance as Loomis, but also, uh, more famously, stars Jamie Lee Curtis playing Laurie, and then we have some other people following along here and there, who most people probably <laughs> haven't heard of, don't care about. Uh, so, if you don't know anything about the Halloween story, which is kind of weird if you don't, but after murdering his sister... On Halloween night, 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital to return to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois, to kill again. Oh. I know, it's kind of a downer. (laughs) So, do you guys mind if I start? No. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So, (coughs) I have been interested in seeing this film because of all the horror classics, this is one that I actually had never seen. I mean, I've seen most of them, and even though I really don't care for horror movies usually, but I had never seen this one, which was weird. And it's one of the, not few, but we haven't done an episode on it, so I thought it was a perfect match. Uh, so I was excited to see what this film was, uh, and it's an interesting viewing perspective because, as you told me, Nick, before and after we watched the movie last week... Um, this is the film that really brought a lot of the horror tropes that have just devoured the horror genre in the last 30 plus years to the point of exhaustion. It's the original sin. Basically. Yeah. And <laughs> but you Nicely see done, sir. <laughs> you, you see this movie and it has so much to offer in such a small little bargain basement package that's just and I think it's something that reminded me a little bit of um, Swiss Army Man not in the way of the content but the fact that when creative people are pressed and they have to get creative with the way they make their films sometimes that's when you see some of their best work I mean we saw this with early Hitchcock films, we saw it with Swiss Army Man and many other filmmakers too. Yeah. But here you see John Carpenter creating a very simple score that ends up becoming it. one of the most that famous. Was literally, because he didn't want to pay a composer, right. and so he was like, "Okay, do 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 do." couple notes on a piano, right? But it's iconic. It's one of the most iconic film scores ever, or film songs, or whatever ever let alone just horror films. And then you have Jamie Lee Curtis, who's made her fucking career off of playing that character from Halloween. And you have a very 
to be honest, simple story that really doesn't have that many twists and turns. It's very straightforward, and it actually includes some very surprising moments. Uh, and actually, my favorite moment of the entire film is the first scene uh, where we see the kind of first person first person with the hands coming up and the clown outfit. And I, at the time, did not know that this was younger Mike Myers. And it's then the reveal after he's committed the murder that it's the child who's doing all this, which is it's pretty crazy. But um, mm. before I pass it off to whoever wants to go next, starting off with this, uh, I didn't really know what to expect. And I, I personally don't think this is like a great work of film art or anything like that. I thought this was a, a good film that definitely paved the way for a lot of other major horror films and pieces and created uh, pretty much the genre as we know it today. But at the same time, for me, it's just another film and not to say anything against it, but it's, it's, it's good. So yeah, that's really all I've got. So you want me to go? Yeah. Whoever wants to go next. I'll go. Okay. Uh, Yeah. The original uh, Halloween film. I, I absolutely love. Uh, It is very, very distinctly a precursor to everything we know about modern horror from the first person's perspective to the slasher movie in general even though it wasn't the first uh, Black Christmas came out a year before Mm -hmm. um, which set the template but uh, Halloween very much set the format, so to speak. Like that was like that's what Friday the Thirteenth emulated. That's not, the popular not, mold, not Black Christmas, right? Uh, and um, yeah, I think w- what I like about Halloween is that it's lean and mean. It's mm-hmm. you know it's like ninety minutes, I mm-hmm. think, and I think it gets what it needs to get done by that time. Uh, I actually do agree with Alex that I do think the first 10 minutes are actually the strongest parts of the entire movie. Besides, for me, maybe the last 20. I, I do like the climax as well. Yeah. Um, but in general, uh, I, I absolutely love a lot of the things about this. I think everything good about this movie happened out of circumstance. I mm. think uh, the fact that they just had to have Michael Myers stand on a sidewalk may have literally been born out of like, you know, not, you know, not having a budget for any kind of special effects. So yeah. it's like, what if he was just but staring it's, but at it's them? so good. And it is. And, mm. and I love the way it's framed. I love the way it's scored. And so what I love about Halloween in general is that, <laughs> It's for me. It's never scarier than when it's daylight out. Uh, every time Michael Myers on a street corner, I'm way more terrified than when he's stalking through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, that amazing ghost costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and obviously this set so many trends from the uh, virginal uh, scream oh, yeah. queen to the. Uh, uh, teenagers getting killed after having sex to so many other things um but you know it does live up to its title it is a fun halloween movie like it does capture that um trick-or-treat the watching uh old scary movies mm-hmm. and being babysitted you know just it literally captures a lot of i wouldn't say tropes but uh check marks on a on a list of what it feels like to be a kid in a very white uh, Illinois <laughs> suburb. Uh, well, it feels very real and relatable. Yeah, I think is what you're getting for at. sure. Yeah. So I, I really have like nothing against it. I think a lot of it is silly. Um, yeah. 
Dr. Loomis, who I I absolutely love, yeah. Donald Pleasance, uh, his performance in this movie, sometimes I take a little umbrage as to some of his lines. Oh, yeah. Like when he yells at the nurse when Michael Myers drives off in the car, and he's like, well, somebody must have taught him how to drive. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> who taught him how to I drive? Guess, uh, Was it you? Yeah. So yeah. Ten and two. <laughs> ten and two. Um, I don't know that Carpenter really ever got a handle as to... I, I don't know. I would say transitioning Michael Myers from the child killer to the person that stalks Haddonfield. And I think that in and of itself is the movie in a nutshell, which is that's why the movie works, because it's this random creepiness. We don't quite understand his motivation, because in the first movie, at least, it is a random act of violence, and it is just him and his inertia into terrorizing Although the suburb. In, it's, in, it's human brutality rendered it at its most... But at, I, at, at its most overwhelming and most ineffable. I agree. In the, in the original, though, it seems like the people in the town are at least aware that this happened, right? No, they are. I'm saying as far as why yeah. he would choose who he does, because yeah. in the first movie, he only chooses Lori because she, she was there. ends up to you know depositing the the real estate shit, yeah. um, which in and of itself is certainly creepy. It also sometimes leads to a movie being a little overly reliant, I, I would say, on silly... Uh, contrivances like you know the whole him stalking uh, the the friend who randomly has to take off all her clothes because she spilled something she spilled butter <laughs> on her you know like like we're gonna get into Rob Zombie but I will say his nudity seems a little more uh, grounded uh, anyway <laughs> wow I never thought I'd ever hear that. I'm just saying no I mean Locker I mean talk. yeah Locker but, talk. Uh, but just, uh, so I, I'm just saying I everything about Halloween. The original is everything that has happened in modern uh, horror film, from the yeah. gratuitous nudity to the, in my opinion, hilarious brutality to the creepy, uh, stalkerish esque uh, nightmare that is uh, horror films these um, days. I will say that uh, one thing that I did not pick up in this, and I haven't seen any other Halloween films, so maybe I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm missing it, but. Uh, I, I would say that Michael Myers, the character, doesn't have the same kind of personality that we get from other horror icons. No, like even like somebody like Jason, who we think of as somebody who who's has no personality once he dons the mask and whatnot, is I think at least allowed a like call and response, like when they say like no, that he can like at least he would like shake his head. Like, yeah, that's Dude. what I'm saying. Well, and, he, and, and yeah. when you get into the later films, yeah. like Jason takes Manhattan, it's yeah. like full on. <laughs> right, right, right. So no, no, Michael Myers is I mean, very, very much a. Uh, a mask, like there is no man behind the mask. Right. Uh, his head tilt isn't enough personality for you. I don't know. I feel like that's just because he gets a crink in his neck. So he's kind of like, you know, oh I, god, this has been a real I, nice worth of murder. I mean, the, in the Rob Zombie, all murdered film, out. <laughs> in the Rob Zombie film, they definitely try to yeah. create a little more of that. Yeah. But in the original, it's just yeah. a person with a mask, and yeah. that's it. I will say, and one it's William. Shatner mask. Yeah, that's that's another <laughs> iconic part of it too. It's just a William Shatner mask that's painted gray. Uh, the opening title sequence so it fucking is uh, simple, the but Jack O' Lantern. Yeah, yeah, just kind of zooming in on it with the mm -hmm. t titles uh, next to it is 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 fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I basically love Halloween the original, even if I find some things silly about it. Yeah. 
Did you sign up? Um, yeah, Nick actually lent me or gifted me his copy of Halloween. I think it was like a couple of, I think it was like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it, um, before Halloween last year for the first time. Um, and I really enjoyed that film. It was like, I think that what Nick said before is like how it laid out sort of the foundation of the, the slasher genre is like, I could totally see how the roots of that were in that. It's like, I had already seen, um, I think that was actually the first time I've actually seen Jamie Lee Curtis in a film, like conscious, like I was conscious of her right. existing in a film. And then you actually gifted me a copy of The Fog, which she is also in that. And she's oh, much, yeah. she is much better in this than she is in The Fog. I'm sorry, The Fog's yeah. not that good of a, a film. Oh, um, well, I apologize for giving you that. Well, <laughs> no, it's 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 still something that I enjoyed watching because it's John Carpenter. But it's just like it's it's one of his lesser fare. I'm I'm happy to have watched it and yeah. to have had that experience. Um, yeah, I really enjoy uh, the. I really, I really enjoy the character of of Jason in this film. I like. Uh, you mean Michael? Michael, sorry. <laughs> I get them, I get them mixed up all the time. They both wear masks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's wow. gonna. Yeah, wow, that's racism. Gonna, wow, that's gonna be in the uh, the intro, isn't it? Yeah, Maybe. I bet. Yeah, I oh, bet. now it will. Now yeah, I bet. That. Yeah. Okay, I it really wasn't. enjoy the the character of Michael in this, um, just because it's such a a, a raw, simplistic um, distillation of horror you know in my in my opinion it's like nothing's more horrifying than uh, i mean it's, it's more horrifying when it when a when a a grown human man like does something but when a child does something that that god i'm, I'm really fucking up like i'm not <laughs> i'm not really like articulating what it is that i'm trying to say this is my best moment um i'm thinking That's i'm just gonna tap much out time i get on mic yeah um <laughs> I'm really not articulating well. I'm sorry. <sighs> just, just do your entire, do your entire. Are you gonna say V for Vendetta? By the no, 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 no! Please don't do that. Not, no, I was going to that. say do that. the entire just presentation of what you want to say as Sammy Bagel Jr. Great, <laughs> it'll, it'll come right. I out. can't do that voice. <laughs> Michael guy, <laughs> don't get it. Through <laughs> <was> a book. <laughs> yeah. I like the first. Can you stop somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the first 10 minutes of this film I like the last 20 minutes of this film I like the lingering um, Sort of like uh, Establishing shots of the Of the ending of this because I don't think that this was actually Intended to have a Sequel was it? No they certainly were basically uh, Prompted to like you know They created this movie and then they were like Whoa hey do you have an idea for another one And Carpenter but, really even, didn't But then even he after was, he shot him And he fell off the out the window and then he was like gone like yeah they, they weren't intending no it sequel? was supposed to just be like a mythical thing oh, like yeah. oh he just got away wow. evil's still out there now it ended up being an okay yeah. setup for yeah. a second movie and i'll just say to kenny's point it's really hard looking at it in 2017 to think oh they weren't trying to set right. up a sequel here like yeah, yeah. that was this, this was what the yeah the creator of the cannot kill the villain trope yep. was pretty much right yep. i mean this that's where that's oh, for sure i mean yeah. even with this being like one of the most i mean there's there's no horror franchise that is without a a stinker at least but it's like but i think that this is probably considered one of the most venerable like horror franchises of its of its time for just like setting the template for for slasher films in general i almost wish that it was sort of a a one-off like it would have just been interesting because i i like the the mythical quality of 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 oh. 
Trust the me, first film. I've got the box set, and the following bunch of films are stinkers. <laughs> yeah, I would say most of them are. I'm a fan of the second one. I love, the but people kept one. on going yeah. to those films, right. and yeah. they kept on making those films. Well, so, well, like, you when saw first... Halloween H two O, man, I gotta tell you, <laughs> look no further than Saw. I mean, we're yeah. still going to see Saw movies. <laughs> the first Christ. two had John Carpenter's involvement in it, yeah. even if he didn't direct the second one, he wrote it, or, yeah. or at least he was involved with the script writing. Yeah, um, and I like the idea that the second one is actually just takes place on the rest of Halloween night. Like, mm. it is actually specifically yeah. about uh, Michael chasing Laurie down in the hospital. See, I haven't even... And it's kind like, of terrifying. Yeah. I now haven't that, actually seen the second one. Now so. that we're talking more about it, like, I fucking love the second one. Like, yeah. almost, I agree. Actually, borderline as much as I like the first one, but yeah. that's yeah. not what The second one is a lot more what we think of a slasher film because it just starts and ends with uh, Michael just... Killing people in the most random way, like in the first in the original movie, he's killing them in a pretty slashery way. But in like at one point during the second one, he murders a nurse by uh, <laughs> by drowning her yeah. in a hot tub that's way too hot. <laughs> so Burns her, her like face off. yeah, I was gonna say her whole skin is just like coming off, and it's actually kind of disgusting. <laughs> so I think anyway. closing my my opening thoughts on this, um, I want to circle back to something that Alex talked about about how. It's hard to watch this film in, in 2017 and just being like in, engage with it in, in, in a way that you're not just thinking of it as like, well, I've already seen this all before. It's like, and, I, and I've had sort of a, a similar experience with that where it's like I'm not going to go off on a huge tangent on this. But like back in college, I, I had a friend who was getting into comic books and stuff, right? And just like, man, I've seen the, the, the Watchmen film, but I've never actually read the comic. So I actually lent him the comic. And like he, he read it, and I'm just like, yeah, I thought it was okay. I was like, well, what did you not like about it? And it's like, well, it's like you know, there are all this stuff in here, but like I've already seen it before. And I'm just like, well, yeah, but Watchmen was the first to do a lot of those things that you're mentioning. And it's like, in circling this all together with the with a famous quote by Dave Chappelle's, like the mark of greatness is when everything before you is obsolete and everything after you bears your mark. So I think that is the mark of, of Halloween in its own right. If, if, if no other film in the franchise, then at least the first film, yeah. that is the mark of greatness where, when it is, it is prol- proliferated so far into, uh, across the genre, across the actual medium that is now redundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. So Kenny, do you want to just, and I think we should just go straight into our first thoughts on the Rob Zombie film after this, if that's okay. And then we can just talk about them in general, but let us know your your thoughts on Halloween. Obviously, you're a big fan of, of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you guys have already uh, sort of covered a lot of what I can say, but um, I think there's a lot to be said in some situations about nostalgia. And um, the thing that Halloween, the original Halloween has going for it is that even if you haven't seen the original film, um, you know it. Like, you're familiar with it. You've heard the song. You know who Michael Myers is. Oh, yeah. And if you've seen any horror movies since then, um, I mean, if you got half a brain in your head and you know anything about movies, like, you, you're you you're pretty sure, like, okay, if you were to go back and watch Halloween, okay, that's this is probably where most of the shit started. So, mm-hmm. that said, um, Alex, you, you mentioned it. Um, if, you, if you go and you watch this for the first time now, like, there... There's a lot, if you're going to look at it from a movie critic standpoint, there's a lot of good. Um, there's also, like, there's there's some not so good. Like, it's not the greatest movie you're ever going to see. And there's a lot of cheesiness, and there's a lot of bad acting, and there's a lot of, like, little minor flaws. 
foundationally, it's fucking phenomenal. Like for all the reasons you guys covered. Um, but that said, like it, it, it does have some of those issues that like, if you're a person that is prone to not liking older films because they don't really stand up in a, you know, in every way to current times, like yeah, this movie falls victim to that. Like it's not perfect. It's, it, you not, know? it's but is that, is that a fault of the film no, itself or no, the patch, passage of time? Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. I'm just saying like, right. I, right, I feel right. like this movie, um, because of what you mentioned, like it, it was the template for the most part. Um, and because there is so much good about it, it, it is able to carry itself. Um, but that said, like there, there's a lot of nostalgia tied to this movie, you know, to, to, to your point of what you're mentioning, uh, there's another older horror. It's actually a horror comedy film, uh, that definitely created a lot of great things that we see today. Uh, and definitely did a lot of things with effects, but if you watch it now, it's like, oh, that's silly, and the graphics are really cool, but some of it's kind of corny, but that's An American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen that. That's, oh, uh, it's, an, it's an interesting film. Neither yeah. am I. Yeah. Absolutely. Robert Zemeckis? No. It's, uh, Max Land- no. John Landis. Oh, yeah. The, the, John Landis. It's actually Max Landis. It was amazing. The father of yeah. that but, guy. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you talk about, I mean, we've talked about on the episode about the great physical effects in the thing mm-hmm. uh but an american werewolf in london has one of the greatest special effects scenes of all That's time where the wolf snout is like coming through his well, no, face where he, the man actually becomes yeah. the werewolf. that is like it, you know it's made in the 80s and that's somehow still the gold standard of yeah. werewolf transformation on screen which yeah. is kind of sad not sad <laughs> for the movie because it does it so well but yeah. uh that we have never max landis close. directed thriller didn't he John Landis? No, John Landis. John Landis, uh, John Landis <laughs> directed up, a, a bunch of things. Like, did he do um, Animal yeah. House? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's weird. That was like a kind of a, 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 a common trend where a lot of people dabbled in a bunch of different – before horror became its own entity, so to speak. Mm-hmm. For example, Black Christmas, which is, in my opinion, a fantastic horror film, but also kind of one of the sickest because it has to do a lot with uh, crank calls that aren't like Bart Simpson crank calls, but like, but like perverted, you know, whatnot. Um, and that was directed by the guy who directed A Christmas Story. You mm. know, like, so it's like these directors were like, oh, I can make a horror film if I just do this. And because they were the first ones there, they kind of mm-hmm. ended up making uh, yeah. a classic. <laughs> well, we're... What I was mention when I was going to mention about an American werewolf in London is if you watch it now, it it feels eerily familiar because you've seen the things that happened in that film over and over again yeah. throughout the years since then. In any monster slash um, horror film slash yeah. slasher film, and it's and yet it, it it still holds up. But just like with the original Halloween, you watch it. You know, thirty years later, and you're like, "Oh, this is kind of boring." No. Yeah, which most people are able to look past that. Not, no, for not, sure, not everybody is, and and that's why I'm pointing out the fact that, like, if you're somebody who does have an issue watching older movies and you haven't seen Halloween, yeah, yeah maybe you're not going to be the biggest fan. But, yeah, uh, yeah, same thing with American World. Which, fun fact, uh, if you can consider that, it's not a flat out horror; mm-hmm. it's a comedy horror, but. That is what I consider my favorite horror film, but that also is, um, you know, I, I like comedy. So yeah. if you ever mix the two, hence why I like Asher's Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. but um, 
Yeah. Aside from all that, um, what I, the things I do like about Halloween a lot, um, the score, the simplicity of it, the effectiveness of it, um, you, you have some – there's essentially five or six repeat songs slash sound effects throughout the whole film, but it never gets old. Like, they're so iconic – and they're so effective when they happen. Even the little high pitch thing, like anytime he shows up and he's just like in a window, it's like it's not just that they don't get old, but it's also the fact that if you strip this movie of that score, yeah. would it be that engaging? No. Like you know, it, it, no matter what you say about you know, like the the the, the cinematography or whatever, like that that score, uh, every piece of it, uh, it would it would be the shower it. scene from Psycho without the famous the, yeah. background noises that. Alfred Hitchcock didn't want to have. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, that score is a pretty much, maybe, in my opinion, the greatest technical achievement of this entire movie. <laughs> it's the star of the film. Well, I mean, in many For ways, good reason, it actually, I, I, that's actually an arguable point. Yeah, yeah, sure. It very much is almost the star of the film. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of that just simple kind of uh, peeled back, just raw... Um, approach to everything about it. Like that's that's why the the uh, score is so effective, and that's also it's not only that powerful for this movie, but it was one of the um, sole actually like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the only thing that made something like it follows. Redeemable, Even redeem- yeah. There you go. Redeemable. Well, I like that film, but I, 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 I can. We can yeah. both agree that right. the soundtrack is dope. The, the, yeah, the film aside, I mean, we reviewed it. We don't need to go down that route again. But like, is no matter what I think about the film, like the score was the redeeming factor for that, and it was very reminiscent. Even in the theater, we talked about this during the It Follows episode. Like, I'm sitting there in the theater thinking, Jesus Christ, this is a fucking John Carpenter, you know, score if I've ever heard one. <laughs> like, mm. so. Uh, yeah, the the score was huge. For I'll me. say the the score in the original Halloween movie is not just great for its you know sonic, uh, acute whatever it's what it sounds like, but it's also it is a perfect emblem of what the terror that Halloween itself is going for, which mm. is a very uh, parsed through and paired very down. low key dun dun yeah. dun 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 like, dun dun dun. It dun, is dun. the epitome of terror which is no frills and just the base mm. uh level of what you're afraid of which is that somebody might just be watching you and yeah. Yeah. that in and of itself can be uh encompassed in a few piano keys also, yeah. that's why it works also um talking about a film that does not uh, subscribe to a horror trend uh which this film created so many of them but uh, Michael Myers doesn't really fuck around. As soon as he sees no, the he person never he wants to sex. kill, <laughs> oh, you you just meant like a... yeah? Oh, okay, never no, <laughs> sorry, buddy. No, I mean there's no waiting to catch his prey. As soon as he sees somebody, he goes in, kills them, and then leaves. It sure does. Yeah, I admire and, that. And keeps his wane in his pants. So. <laughs> Well, he's wearing the whole Locker talk, me- boys. Locker mechanics talk. outfit. He'd have to unzip that whole thing. Yeah. I'm not claiming any responsibility for this. <laughs> okay. I know I've come back. And Kenny I, is an adult now. I was labeled as the locker talk asshole, but <laughs> God damn it, I am not asshole. claiming responsibility for this. That's a nickname that could stick for life, so <laughs> be careful. All right, so uh, yeah. 
talking about yeah. the original film, right. uh, the character of Michael Myers, when we see the really great uh, opening scene when he murders his older sister and then it's discovered by his parents and that's really where we end with the, the youth the, of Michael Myers. The great opening scene with the horrible acting of the sister dying. And yeah. that's kind of what I was talking about. Like There are, there are elements of this that... Mm, they didn't age so well, like the acting in mm. some parts, not so much. Well, it was you know, but it yeah. was the eighties. But that first <laughs> person perspective, like mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a, a an audience member uh, in nineteen seventy eight oh, yeah. watching that movie right. because that was unheard of before to to take horror to yeah. a primal level in which you are both somehow complicit but also unable to look away yeah. is is fantastic. One of, one of my biggest most laughable moments and this will actually carry over when we get to the zombie film uh in the there's fin- something laughable in the, in the zombie in the, movie in the finale both both of them in the finale have got issues and and i love i love when jamie lee curtis takes the hanger and and stabs him in the fucking eye and not a peep comes out of him just just fucking just had his out his eye gouged out and just nothing no no sound coming out just that's michael, a real man right there yeah, michael that, was a, a strong silent type <laughs> <laughs> so anyways what i was going to mention about that scene in the end michael myers in the first film is we never really get a true motive of his character of how he became this why he became this yeah. and that's part of yeah. the appeal of the, of the, the film. myth right is that it's just this character that's clearly deranged for yeah, no reason. got yeah. got issues he was in as psychiatric facility for many years and And i'll say judging by john carpenter's script i don't know that i would trust him to give me a motive (laughs) uh like i've said earlier with the uh i guess somebody saw taught him how to drive and a few other things that loomis says in which he tries to uh i don't know i guess explain not even really explain but at least uh tell about michael seems a little iffy so i i'm almost glad carpenter didn't didn't try so Starting with Kenny, because yeah. you know we kind of said everything about the uh, the original before you got a chance. We get almost the exact opposite in the zombie film, where yeah. we get the reason why he commits the original murder get of a his lot family. Of character building. Yeah. yeah, you get twenty five, twenty six minutes of before lead up he with even him makes as, the as, murder, right? As yeah. his am a child and. I mean, it's not like it's trying to say that he only becomes a murderer because his family is white trash and pieces of shit. But it does say that that definitely had an impact on that specific murder. Uh, But then we get these sessions with uh, Malcolm McDowell. And really, this film takes about an hour to get into the original Halloween Mm -hmm. aspect of it. So, Kenny, I know you're a big fan of Rob Zombie Mm -hmm. as a musician. Yeah. I know you like his films, and I, I'm I'm just interested to yeah. hear your original thoughts on this film, and just a little comparison between this and and the right. iconic original. I, I I'll start by saying uh, right off the bat, I really enjoy the remake, the Rob Zombie remake, and I know it gets a lot of slack from people, or you know, it gets a lot of uh, critique, and in a lot of cases, rightfully so. Um, that said, uh, it's not just me being a fanboy of Rob Zombie. Um, the the reasons, the the reason specifically that I enjoy this remake so much is that um, 
And I'll also start by saying I, I think of all the, the zombie films, I enjoy most of them. I, this is probably my favorite of his. Um, only because I think he did such a good job with taking the storyline and sticking to it, but also expanding on it in his own flavor and his own brand. I, I tend to look um, at remakes of movies the same way I look at songs. If you're going to cover a song... Yeah. Um, this is better than the Stone Sour cover of Seasons of the Abyss. Yes. So much better. <laughs> it's Okay, to, to give you a little context, <laughs> Stone Sour uh, covered the great original Slayer song, Seasons of the Abyss, and it's basically the exact yeah. same thing. It's, it's fine. It's it's a yeah. carbon copy, basically. Like, it's, Good job, it's, boys. It's, yeah. it's Stone Sour showing their ability to be Slayer, which is, which is fine. But my issue their is... Greatest, if, their greatest accomplishment was, was aspiring to be another band. You yeah. can sound like them. It, they, it's good. They pulled it off. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to take the time as a band or as a filmmaker and you're going to take the viewer or the listener's time, don't waste anybody's time redoing the exact same thing. If you're going to do it, give it your own flavor. Make it worth covering. Make it worth remaking. Give it your own taste. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Like, I can just watch the original. Yeah. And Zombies version, for all of its flaws, um, as you alluded to, like, it, it does a fair amount of exactly what the first one didn't do in the beginning. I don't and, necessarily know if those are flaws, by the way. No, no, no. No, those are yeah. not flaws. I'm just saying the zombie version has flaws. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, and we'll get into those. But, mm-hmm. But... I I love the fact that he took the time to to take the opening two minute scene from the original and expand it into twenty five minutes and give you this entire look into this kid's shitty childhood into the fact that you know he had real tendencies of a serial killer he was killing animals and, and keeping them and yeah it you know. doesn't say that this is the only reason why right. he's a killer it yeah. says that there was a whole mixture of shit and you know and that's not a flaw of the first one it, there was this mystique to michael myers of he killed his sister and and it just kind of left it at that for yeah. reasons unknown and that's kind of up to you as the viewer to decide but i mean i appreciate that about the original more just because I think it's yeah. more fucking scary. Right. And and like I said, that's not at all a fault of the original. I just, uh, you know, if Zombie was going to take the time to, to remake this, yeah. do something. You know, do something different, which he did. And I really enjoyed the sessions with Loomis, you know, mm-hmm. and um, the whole, you know, he, he kind of wrote in that part of the story where he's, he's making his own masks and all of a sudden he's you know, hiding behind the mask, and that's when he does these horrible things. Plus, fucking, fucking killing Danny Trejo with a television. Plus, fucking Danny Trejo <laughs> is in this. Goddamn, poor guy. He was three months away from retirement. I will yeah. say that I feel like that actually is a pivotal point in this film, and that's you know, it's a Rob Zombie Halloween film. But at the same time, like I got the feeling for like a split second that he was going to let him live. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, after so he pulls I. him out of the, the when it bathtub comes, or toilet or whatever. It comes right out of the uh, reason for his escape, which is that he essentially kills two men who were uh, 
engaging in a rave. So mm-hmm. it almost like you said when we were watching it, you know, he has this Batman like vigilante uh, scene yeah, in which scene. it's like, oh, evil is going down. I must stop it. <laughs> uh, but you're as you're about to say, uh, yeah, it's certainly a turning point. Well, um, because, I mean, you could easily you could easily have just left him and just said, oh, well, maybe he. He obviously is a horrible serial killer, but at the same time, he's got a heart of gold. Well, not. Anyways, but he'll never he'll Danny never Trejo's rape somebody. He'll only was, murder them. But Danny Trejo's character was nice to him all yeah, throughout. No, his, sure, and yeah. that and that's why you a reasonable person would have right. not been surprised if he would have just you know beaten the shit out of him and almost drowned him and left him for dead. But nope, just grabs a full size TV and smashes him, and that's it. Kenny, back back I, uh, on his bullshit. I made a joke, um, not really more of a joke, it's more of an observation. Like, the scene where um, uh, Michael kills the nurse when uh, Malcolm McDowell and the mother, like, yeah. go off in the room. And, like, they're playing a song in the background. It's called Air on the G-String. Um, and I've almost observed every single time I've heard that song in a movie or in a show, something horrible always happens. It's like yeah. the proto-reigns of Castamere, like... Every single time somebody plays that song, it's just awful. It's foreshadowing. Somebody yeah. just gets murdered. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, for for everything I just said, um, once the film gets going, what I appreciate about Zombies version is it's literally just a beat for beat remake, only an updated version of it. Which at that point he's done so much to add his own taste to it that I'm already on board. So at this point. You've sold me on on giving me additional story, on giving me additional content, and now you've just got me because you know you're you're just respecting the original, and and he does a very good job of sticking identically in some scenes to the original. So it's got the best of both worlds for for me anyway. It's kind of how I look at it. So yeah, yeah. I can go. That's fine. Um... I actually pretty much enjoy this the exact same as the original Halloween okay. film. Um, I definitely see the differences quite a bit and appreciate them at the same time. Obviously, um, Rob Zombie is not going to be winning any Academy Awards for script writing. What? <laughs> but at the same time, um, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the harshness of, of this film and the hand-fisted of this film just pretty much saying... Here are these stereotypes that live inside this house, and they are going to drive Michael to commit his first murder and lead him to this um, reclusive state that is going to create this true horror icon monster. Well, uh, and, and and it's a true origin story, and at the same time, it's also. Um, a bit mysterious. So I, I, I really actually enjoy the first hour of this film. Good to, Jenny. to, to be fair, but just before I lose this thought, um, I, I think, uh, a lot of, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just generalizing, but if I, if I could predict what I think a lot of people have a problem with this film is that, that very harsh brash, uh, you know, you're opening five minutes specifically, um, Rob Zombie, very well known for all of his movies have a very distinct like the first couple minutes of this movie where it's just 
I, I sat there watching this with my wife, and she she was turned off so much by the by the opening like family scene. Uh, she's like, it, it just seems like he's intentionally going over the top, and I'm like, you know what? He is like it's, it's Rob Zombie, <laughs> and and to Rob Zombie's credit, uh, I, I've listened to him do a lot of interviews, and it's the same with his filmmaking as it is with his music. Rob Zombie has never done any of his art for the sake of pleasing anybody Mm -hmm. it is it is straight up his way the way he wants to do it and if you like it fine if not so be it Mm -hmm. i respect that about him but um where this one differs i feel from like a house of a thousand corpses or like a uh you know uh lords of salem or any of his other movies 31 31's got a lot of this stuff going on where it's just over the top excessive did you like 31 by the way I, I did okay uh, not not as much as I like a lot of his other stuff I was gonna say because when we went to Sundance it was playing there yeah. and we heard from everyone who saw it that it was just a pile of shit so yeah but yeah <laughs> but you know what if you follow zombie enough you, you'll start to realize people it's like a trendy popular thing to do with anything zombie does at this point where people just enjoy shitting on what he does yeah and if you're a fan he of him, definitely I would say provokes someone yeah. to either love him or hate him yeah he's, <laughs> he's very polarizing but uh, where I think his his um, over-the-top excessive vulgarity and just like the dirty grungy things that make you cringe and and not feel comfortable listening to or watching I think they work in in Halloween specifically because it really sets the tone for Michael Myers' shitty childhood. Like, I know kids, unfortunately, that grew up with trashy family, and they became horrible people because of it. And Hopefully some, not serial killers. Well, I, I can't honestly say no to that. Like, I know, I, like, I'm not going to sit here and obviously say anything, but, like, I knew, I've known people... You know, when we were children, I witnessed this kind of abuse and shittiness in, yeah. in a horrible, just terrible. <laughs> and then, and then you see, and then you see them like when they're older, and like, wow, there's a sociopath, and yeah. I can totally trace how that happened. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I'm not, I'm not making light of any of this. Right, right, of course, <laughs> Nick, yeah. Nick yeah. is being Nick off yeah. mic. What? <laughs> he would never do that. But right. um, a... you know, it's 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 this in, insane uncomfortableness. That really sets the tone for Michael Myers' childhood, um, and and to be quite honest, like with the bullies and stuff like that, like if you think for a second that kids don't like talk like that oh, on the playground, oh yeah, they do. No, I'm just saying, like a lot of people, especially in in today's culture, and people like to be politically correct, and people are offended easily by things like fuck. A lot of hey, fuck you, man. A lot of people will watch something like a Rob Zombie film, and because it makes them uncomfortable, they're quick to shit on it and yeah. not enjoy it. When in reality, like, I'm sorry, but that's the way shit is in real life. Like, it's uncomfortable, but it's well, you know, I, I, they're if, they're staring down, going, you know, they're upset because they have an erection and they can't explain <laughs> it. And you know, that's what Rob Zombie does best. Yeah. No, I mean, wow, I can't the. The, this film pretty much tees off by no, the uh, tees off with the uh, the father in law screaming, "I don't give a fuck that I have my two legs. I'll come over there and skull fuck you." And it's like, yeah. wow, he was just right. he was also talking about oh, I can't remember the term that he talks about about the daughter's ass, and he's yeah. just like, mm, she, yeah. yeah, she's got. Mm-mm. Well, come on, don't be gross. That was his stepdaughter. <laughs> 
at any rate. Yeah, there was some of that going on. That's okay. And then Rob Zombie's wife is there playing the stripper slash prostitute. Oh, yeah, and that's that's the other thing I wanted to get at is yeah. like that was the other part of uh, you know a lot of people are turned off by every zombie film and and for a long time like all of Zombie's album covers like Sherry Moon Zombie is right there and it's like at some point. That that's that's very much where what Rob Zombie preaches, he practices. It's his fucking work. Like yeah. if he wants to throw his wife in there, so be it. Like she's she's uh passable. She's not great acting. She's okay. You know, she, I didn't find her offensive. Yeah. She's not offensively bad. She's just there. I thought she fit the bill perfectly. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I you know, I didn't mean to derail where you were no, going, Alex, no, with your no. review. I just I, I wanted to jump in with that before we got too far down the rabbit hole with, with the zombie version. Yeah, I Again, I pretty much uh, like both these films the exact same, uh, yeah. and I actually do very much appreciate this version. Um, I, I really actually like the idea that this sets up um, Lori being the baby sister that uh, he saves at the beginning, and actually uh, takes a little bit of an inverse on what you would normally think about a couple of different moments involving that, whether it's... You find out that she is, in fact, his baby sister. And also, too, you think that this whole thing is him coming back to kill her. But then it's like this weird moment where he's not going to kill her and in and, and that thing. Uh, so I thought this film had quite a bit to offer. And I actually did like a lot of the brash dialogue of it. I thought it was fine for a Rob Zombie horror film, which is what I was expecting to see. And that's yeah. what it was. Um I will say definitely a critique for me of this film is that I actually got a little bored with the uh, last 20 minutes or so, which should be like the high point of an, any horror film. And yeah, I felt like, the, like a double climax, which yeah, didn't quite work. But the second part of it goes on for like way too long. So um, yeah. I, I couldn't really get too behind it because I was ready to feel this a similar way that I did about the fr- and totally fine to do something different than the original, but at yeah. the same time, you don't need to carry it on for an additional twelve minutes. The so. first movie does similar things in which uh, it tests the audience patience as to how much Michael can survive. But I will say the first movie beats the uh, the remake in that department when yeah. it comes to Michael's uh, revival, so to speak. I mean, the shot uh, in the original of Michael uh, sitting up from his laid position behind Laurie is one of the most iconic shots yeah. in, in any horror film. Uh, so there, it's novel and it's creepy. Here, it, it you know, it's 20-whatever. It came out in 2007 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've seen that whole... Uh, we've seen Jason's and we've seen Michael's and we've seen Freddy's in which they don't die. So it's not quite as satisfying. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, I just think that, that the climactic scene trails on a bit too long. Yeah. So that would be uh, my actually biggest critique of this film because I think this is a very passable horror film. Um, and this is the exact kind of horror that I, in general, gravitate towards. So, yeah. Well, yeah, you're you're right. Like the the finale in the original is light years ahead of the remake, I feel. Um, but I think this goes back to the simplicity we talked about earlier, where it was a lot more stripped back in the original. There was no, uh, 
gun involved for Lori in the original. Um, whereas she didn't use the gun. No. She she didn't use the gun, but like in the remake, she she got a hold of the gun and then instead of shooting him, she just ran and hid in the ceiling. And then yeah. he's like attacking her from below and it there was a lot to pull me out of the scene yeah. to be honest um, it's dragged on loomis grabbed his legs and then just like <laughs> inexplainably lets go and it's like what what the fuck what just happened like yeah there's a weird way that that's edited where I, it's implied that michael somehow like kicks him to where he like but it's so weirdly yeah. shot and i say that in a movie where i actually think the movie is pretty well shot yeah but in that one particular instance uh something got away from zombie because <laughs> the way he photographs michael myers like <laughs> kicking him it makes no sense whatsoever yeah. like I, I like oh i see what you thought you did right. but you didn't actually film yeah that. it just there should have done two takes and yeah. yeah yeah it definitely felt like they only had one yeah take. No, you're right. Like, we laugh about it, but something just kind of... And when you say something got away from him, I, I think, yeah, because there is so much more going on. The original is shot so simplistically yeah. that, like, there was no distraction to take away from the suspense of that scene. Yeah. And um, just, like, the the, the single monotone... Um, just the, the, the score in the original. You've just got this one single uh, tone running throughout it and a couple of piano keys and yep. it's not like zombie really uh strayed from that it's just no he pretty much took them verbatim yeah he took it verbatim but because the original was shot so much more simply that's all you could focus on with yeah. zombie you had more to pay attention to and it, and it really pulls you out of it and it takes yeah. away from it so i'm with you like the original was way better as far as the climactic scene so yeah. Nick, uh, what, what were your, some other expanding thoughts on, on the Rob Zombie version? I, I don't know if it's a surprise or not, uh, but I'm a big fan yeah. of this zombie film. I I will say I don't think this movie is as good as the original, mm -hmm. but I think it sets such a wonderful stage for the sequel, which I actually think is a great horror film. The zombie sequel? Yeah, I'm really? a big fan of Halloween too. It cool. is a fucking weird, bizarre Halloween movie. It is both. <laughs> it, it is everything. It is a homage, and the sense that it is a slasher movie, but it also completely leans into its weird art house fare. Um, it is very just to give someone a preview in case they're interested in seeing it. Mm -hmm. Halloween 2 is a mix between following Lori post this uh, episode mm -hmm. in which she deals with actual PTSD and not just like what I would call a shorthand PTSD mm -hmm. of a lot of horror films where like someone just has a nightmare and they're just like, oh, I'm just so upset because of what happened in the first movie. Like she actually deals with actual fucking trauma. And then the other happens with Michael Myers is uh, trying, basically soul searching and trying to reunite with the spirit of his mother. Uh, it's it, for me at least, it's fucking fantastic. That like, does not sound like a Halloween film. Does, whatever, whatever. I mean, but it is, I'm not it saying it, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, I'm, no, no, no. I'm it, saying I'm saying you you you're describing a film that like you're you're describing a film where the killer walks away from not succeeding. I was like. Oh, what am I doing with my life? Pretty much, I mean, I, no, just, I just need to like go. I'm not I just like need to go back. I'm and, not joking when I say there's a unicorn in Halloween too in a dream sequence like this. Oh, like it, Blade Runner? Yeah, oh. exactly like that actually. Mm. Um, so anyway, uh, but I'm I'm a fan of Halloween by Rob Zombie. I think it is very much 
a great update, which doesn't mean that it surpasses the original, but I, I, what I find silly about the original, I find is not silly in this movie. Uh, I find that I personally love Zombie's take on Loomis, which I thought Donald Pleasance in the original movie does fantastic with the little he's given, and I think that's why he became an iconic character in the horror uh, uh, channels. But I think what Zombie writes for Loomis here, even if it's elementary, at least it makes sense. Uh, you know, all the scenes that were given with the sessions between him and Michael and the scenes, uh, even the scenes in which he's called to, you know, come to the whatever, uh, to the mental institution, like all of it makes sense. And it we don't get Donald Pleasant having to yell to distract the audience from like, why he's even doing any of this in the first place. And I mean, I got to say, you've got uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Uh, his Loomis hair. Yeah. In no, the, that, in that the young great. Michael Myers. And his, and his is sunglasses. Yes. Oh, fantastic. It is. <laughs> but you have uh, that amazing moment where he's yelling at these stupid other people who work at the... At the um, at the, at the mental institution. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, played by Clint Howard, Ron Howard's brother, yeah. and the guy who is the pseudo bad guy from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh. And it's... Oh. it's um, he went places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just the idea that he had to yell at them saying, you know where he's going. And they <laughs> said multiple times, we have no fucking yeah. idea where Wait, where talking. is he going? And then finally, I don't fail. <laughs> Yeah, no that that was great, um, and but that is no different than Donald Pleasant's uh, yeah. Loomis, where he had to like scream at every whether it was the cop or the uh, the the cemetery keeper and whatnot. Yeah. So um, Loomis in, in both of them is like this this weird. As much as I love him as a character, yeah, you can't help but always think something's just slightly off with this guy, like, and I'm I, not sure. I agree. <laughs> And I will admit that's also why I love the second movie because the second movie completely cashes in on the fact that Loomis post uh, the very first Halloween of Zombies movie uh, becomes a a comedy figure where he now he's written a second book detailing his account of uh, meeting Michael Myers again and he's become like an asshole celebrity and he goes on his talks and whatnot and I think Weird Al Yankovic is in the second movie randomly in a one scene like anyway uh, it is very much lampooning the idea of a Loomis character Hmm. uh, which in my opinion is the best utilization of that character Uh, quick side note on a side note, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to go too far <laughs> no, down no, this no. road. Dream with an injury. I, I actually, uh, for as much as the second one is panned, we've extensively covered how much both of us enjoyed it, at least. Yeah. The uh, was the third one's the one where Mike Myers is gone, correct? Do you know Are you talking the about original the, the original? The original third. Yeah, the third one was... They tried to cut Mike Myers out. Because it, they wanted to do what they called a Halloween anthology. Right. Where they would now just tell stories that took place on Halloween Day. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. But actually, the fourth one... Yes, I he also, as much as it's not a great movie, by any means, I, I appreciate the shit out of the fact that it runs exactly parallel to the second one. I fucking love that storyline. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. the first, I will say, the f- one, two, and four are the ones in which Michael Myers is at least 
keeping in track. It's not right. till you get five through eight where like Lori comes back for no reason and yeah. Buster Rhymes yeah. shows up. She's coming back again. She is. <laughs> and yeah. Judy and Judy Greer. And Judy Greer. I mean, I'll admit because I like the uh, writer directors, I'm, I'm okay with it. But uh, that I'm, means that they're technically they're ignoring the sequel, and they're actually making a sequel to Halloween too. Yeah, because they're ignoring the how fact about, that she died. How about the the lid lifting image of Jamie Lee Curtis just standing? Jamie Lee Curtis just standing <laughs> on, on the a porch. porch with her arms crossed, with Michael Myers in the background in a where's Jack that O'Lantern, Michael? In a Jack O'Lantern, and that's it. Like, yeah. What the fuck? That was uh, what you have to realize. Michael My uh, Halloween in general is like the prototypical first franchise that any horror fan ever got obsessed with. So that image no, in I and of itself—I'm not but, saying it's not a poor image, but it, 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 it works for the diehards. It's better than pulling all of the kids who played the Power Rangers in the new movie to get them together yes. for the photo on the new Pandora yes. film. So. I mean, at least they're saying like Jamie Lee Curtis is playing her age, and yeah. they're not trying yeah, you, to like you guys are. You're talking about, is there an image out for the new one? Is yeah. That, yeah. Oh, there's I a, haven't seen it yet. It was a promo, uh, promotional image in which, uh, oh. yeah, Alex will look it up, but it's just Jamie Lee Curtis. It, it's the way they announced that yeah. uh, she would be returning oh, for the newest well, film. Which, yeah. I, actually, I was, like, excited. Uh, we'll finish up talking about oh, yeah, what, no, no. what our opinions are and such, but, like, I was, um, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the image now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not meant to necessarily be taken as... Uh, as part of the canon, but yeah. just as an announcement. Well, yeah, I was as, as she pulls out a probiotic. <laughs> I, I was excited. Um, I was excited to talk about the new one coming up um, as part of this conversation tonight because um, there's this whole thing with um, uh, Carpenter did not in any way appreciate the zombie version no. so much in fact like i think he's gone on record to like bash it so and, uh, before the zombie movies came out and you read the script he said he liked them he's like right. oh i gave him the, my, yeah, my blessing gave him the blessing and then because he listened to how zombie is in real life <laughs> he's yeah. completely disowned them and he says that zombie is a hack and he and, hates the new movies which fine whatever yeah but he has given his complete blessing to the script that david gordon green well not and, only that but isn't we'll see if he's still Buy it. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a mirror image of what he did with Zombie. Yeah. Only this time he's like slightly more involved. I, I actually was reading last night like he's actually interested in doing the score and everything yeah. for it. No, so. he's going to do the score. And so far, every major decision they've uh, made it's on, gone they've, they've gone through him, whether it was casting, script, uh, or anything else. So it definitely feels like this will be the uh, uh, a movie like Halloween 2 in which yeah. he was very much involved, even if he wasn't directing. So. Is it a reboot or a remake? It is a it is a sequel. So they're sequeling it is going the to be one. taking yes, it is going to be taking place uh, after the second movie. So it's going okay. to ignore everything else, uh, no uh, resurrection or H two O or dang. yes, none of those shit. It's going to pretend like Laurie never died in the later later. It's going to days of future past this shit yeah. up. <laughs> it will, and as it should really. Yeah. I mean. Ah, Days so. of Future Past. <laughs> Toussaint, do you have any feelings about the Rob Zombie movie that you saw? No. Okay. I, I, have no, I have no special feelings about the Rob Zombie film that I saw other than I like the original a lot better. Um, I think that there are some 
funny parts in the second one. I don't think they were intended to yeah. be funny with him just like well, bursting on, through no. fucking. I'm going to talk about some of the things you laughed at, wow. which were verbatim. <laughs> The I, exact scenes. Hey, from hey, the guess what? First hey, guess movie. what? Hey, guess what? I know that they were the exact same okay. scenes from the first one, but they felt more ludicrous in this iteration yeah. than they yeah. did in the in the in the previous. If anything, line. they were slightly more restrained. <laughs> I'm saying because you laughed hysterically at Michael Myers standing out of the classroom window, which <laughs> in the original there. movie. They do 20 times over. I know they do it 20 times okay. over, but it's seeing so in a high resolution. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I thought that it looked. All, look- if you could just lean back a little bit, I want to save these microphones. <laughs> the original movie is in high definition. We are not spared uh, that type. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can still talk. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. You're not in detention. I just. All right. It was getting a little. I, it was peaking. I just a don't bit see there, what so. the yeah. difference in those minute moments. I'm finding it difficult to articulate what it is exactly that I found so hilarious about that versus the first iteration of those scenes. I just think that seeing I can I can I'm willing to give those same scenes a lot more lenience for the fact of when they were actually filmed in the time that that film was actually made versus like a more more sensibly modern iteration of that. It's like seeing those scenes like mirrored again, just like in a, from, from a different filmmaker standpoint from a different time. Like it just seems a little bit more ludicrous to me because yeah. I just don't feel like it, 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 I feel like it's more over the top. I feel like this but entire film is more over the top. you know that basically cut out 90% of the Michael Stan somewhere and look scenes. Like it is like, it is so minute compared to the original. Would, so, would you I have just... preferred if, um, in the updated version, if it was like a, if he was stalking her in a different way other than just yeah, that would actually be interesting. Because like instead of like, you can disagree if you want, but I just thought that it would be interesting if maybe they had like different ways, like different sort of scenes instead of just like mirroring the ones that were in the okay. original. Stalking like, her MySpace page or something. Like no, that. not stalking her MySpace page. I mean, like I mean, physically stalking. Like he's a physical I'm presence. Not in her be... fucking top eight. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm uh, trying to think. Just reels two- back. 2007. Okay. Technology. His only friend is Tom. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing these days. Um, he's on Facebook. <laughs> hey, at least he didn't sell every space is. to the fucking Russians. Yeah. No, he sold it to garage bands. <laughs> okay. Yep. yep. Cool. Makes sense. Yep. Uh, where are we going from here? Yeah, do we want to just just talk about the okay. about the series a little more. I mean, uh, I know we've already hit on some of the other, and I haven't seen the other ones. These are the only two I've seen, but. At the same time, uh, this is obviously a, a benchmark horror series. Um, the original film, uh, I appreciate its sort of slow, even mundane walkthrough. Uh, and you definitely see the differences in the times, even though it's supposed to be the same time period for the most part that's happening in both films. I There's think. still cell phones in the, in the zombie movie, which is kind of weird. 
Well, I think it's supposed to be the eighties, so I don't think is they it? have cell phones. Were there cell phones? In I thought the they had, they have a Were there? no. They, there wasn't. That's what oh, I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but but what I guess what I'm I is, guess it is the eighties, but they don't really ever come out and say it, which is weird. Well, it's fifteen years after nineteen sixty-eight. But did they say what the time period was? Yeah, they said the, it for the oh, okay when they I were, yeah, forgot yeah. that. Statement. But I will okay. say this: um, in the original film, I guess the we, TVs are definitely anyway. Yeah, okay. we have you know this idea of you know the girls walking back and they're they're all babysitting different kids that night and whatever and it felt very much like that actual time period where you know in in this updated version from Rob Zombie it's it, it cuts straight through that like yeah she's technically babysitting but that whole part of that film that takes about 35 minutes to progress where he kills off the other kids and then starts coming after her pretty much gets like a fast forward version yeah. in the updated version and i mean you're skipping past the parts that are you have to do to get to the main act so i guess i get it but um it, it it's definitely an interesting change from one to the other because you have two films that are basically the same content yet but yet so much different because yeah. Of the changes that Rob Zombie made in the updated version. And at least Zombie gets to have fun with, I think, at least uh, some of the uh, things that we know from the original movie. Like when we see the uh, the guy uh, go to get beer from the fridge and he comes back yeah. up. And then we cut to uh, somebody in sheets. Uh, in the original movie, yeah. We know, you know, he had already killed that guy by that point. So he... Michael Myers, the original, the myth, the legend, for whatever reason, had the sense of humor for one scene only. Yeah, that was weird, but... Uh, but in this saying. movie, I actually buy it a little more, where he, because it's really the boyfriend who's doing it, and then he murders him before he can uh, do that joke. And then Michael Myers takes on that. Uh, and I thought that was... That's kind of why I appreciate the zombie movie, uh, which is not so much that he improved on the original, but at least be, uh, in remaking the original, he, I think, added scenes to flesh out what was slightly, I, I, I wouldn't even say missing, but what was slightly askew in the original. I yeah. think, too, the uh, the most brutal murder in this, uh, definitely for me, is the baseball bat that uh, young Michael takes to the guy's head and pretty oh, much to goes, the boyfriend right yeah, yeah pretty much goes like daniel plainview on his ass <laughs> and it's like yeah. 17 strikes to the head with the baseball bat and it like yeah keeps going talk about a prolonged scene yeah. like they really <laughs> dwelled on that one and but that's the the difference is the original we just have bare bones michael mask jumpsuit knife yeah. where here you're seeing all these different sort of avenues even him beating up and perhaps killing the uh, the bully, which I don't know if that's confirmed that he was dead. I will I just say the most realistic that. thing about Rob Zombie's Halloween is if I was bullied by one of the two spy kids, I would also fucking murder everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Daryl Sabera. Wow. Getting a very personal thing off Nick's chest. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's been bottled away <laughs> since I very first saw George Clooney and Catherine Zeta-Jones raise two beautiful little children. Thank you. 
Was it Catherine Zeta Jones? <laughs> Damn. Okay. I know it was George Clooney. Okay. Oh Lord. So I'm gonna look this up. Uh, does anybody have anything else that they want to bring to the table, or do we just want to go back around and give our final thoughts on both these films? Um, I'm looking up Spy Kids right now. Uh, final thoughts sounds good. Yeah. 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 Thoughts. Okay. Tucson, why don't you go first? Um, I enjoy the first um Halloween a lot more than the remake. I just actually saw the remake with you guys. Like we just watched it before we recorded this episode, and while I did enjoy parts of it, and obviously I'm a big scaredy cat, like I jumped at a couple of the jump scenes. I'll admit. Um. Yeah, it's like the the first one is just a lot more memorable in my mind, even though I can't really remember the name of the main character half the time. But I, it's okay. Yeah. Did I hear you right? You said you just sort of recently watched the original for the first time. No, I watched the original like last year. I watched oh, the remake right before we... Was that the first time you saw the original? That was the first time I saw the original. Okay, yeah. so both of them are actually relatively new to you. Like, you don't have nostalgia tied to No, no nostalgia at all. Okay, no. that's interesting. Yeah. Because to me, like, that, what you just said, like, your opinion sounds similar to what somebody would say who was tied to the original as a kid yeah. and just recently watched I know it's. I know, I know it's weird. I don't have any... Uh, like a special like no, no, affection no. or affectation right. for the original because I yeah. I never encountered it as a yeah no and that, that's and much why younger I feel like that's what gives your opinion a lot of validity in my mind like, yeah that's interesting well you thank just, you for that just saw both of them yeah so yeah. cool you have a you have a star rating for them or not really um not really. I just like the <laughs> okay. I just like the first nope. one better than the than the new one. Yeah. I appreciate it. No, it's that's yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, if I had if that. I had to give the original um, Halloween a star rating, I think I would give it a um, just off the top of my head a three out of five. Okay. And if I was giving the new one, I think I would give it probably a uh, two and a half. Oh. I'm bad at weighing these things. I'd probably give it a two. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I was gonna say only half star difference. Guys, I um, <laughs> I, I have some really ratings. troubling news. No oh boy, um, I've been looking up the the cast of Spy Kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want to address two very important points right now. Mm. Um, first of all. Mm. Um, George Clooney was in the original Spy Kids. That's good because you. I like how you, far you pulled your glasses you, down for this. Thank you. That's how I know it's You were serious. determined that it was George Clooney. He was class. in, so I wasn't. Miss uh, remembering, but but he didn't play the character that I thought ooh. he did. It was actually Antonio Banderas <laughs> and Carla Gugino uh, who played the parents. But I have actually stumbled upon something far more <laughs> creepy than this recollection, which is that apparently Daryl Sabara has a twin brother named Evan Sabara who was also in Spy Kids, and the fact that there are two of those fuckers. Roaming around in this world has me really uncomfortable right now. It has you really shook. I don't know that I'm going to be able to finish this episode, actually. Um, oh, so I mean, we only got like three minutes. Yeah, we're in the yeah. home stretch here, yeah. buddy. I could deal with one of them. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is horrible news for Nick. Yeah. I mean, we're in October, so I now I feel like I'm in a fucking Twilight Zone episode where my own nightmare <laughs> has been realized. <laughs> Okay. Um, maybe, we, uh, <laughs> maybe we come back to Nick for his yeah, writing. I, that, that, that's fine. We're going to let, let him, him settle his. Yeah, we're going to let him collect himself here and settle your thoughts for yeah. a Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go ahead, Getty? All right. Um, I, it's, it's, it's close for me. Um, 
if I had to compare the two and say which one I like more, uh, I I enjoy and appreciate both of them for for different reasons. Um, but I, I I still tend to lean towards the original, um, all, mostly because it is the original. It was the template. You know, it didn't have you know thirty years to simmer and and plan the ways to remake it and patch any potential holes in the plot or whatever. Um, I also just enjoy that simplicity. I, I love the opening of the original, how it's just that single take, like, you know, first person kind of, kind of look walking through the house. Um, I, I, I enjoy the character building of the remake, but I feel like it took away a lot of the, um, focusing on the kids being babysat and, and just that whole being able to relate to what it's like being a, a six, seven year old on Halloween watching old, you know, horror flicks that you maybe shouldn't be watching, but it's Halloween. So it's okay. And, and, and telling and believing stories about the boogeyman and shit that you believe in because you're six years old, like that kind of fun natured stuff was cut out. Because it had to be like you know they spent so much time building up the Michael Meyer character in the zombie version, which is fine, but they that's essentially what prompted them to have to kind of skip over that stuff in the middle so um to me, it's just you know it's kind of a matter of whatever you kind of like in a film I, I feel like they're both on a pretty level playing field, you know your your thoughts and opinions on zombie aside like I think he did a pretty respectable job with this remake. And even though I'm a huge fan of his, I, I still tend to lean towards the original. Um, if I had to give them some sort of rating um, out of five, I'd probably tend to go pr- pretty fucking high on the original. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like a four and a half even. Okay. Um, and then maybe like a three and a half or maybe even a four on the zombie. Yeah. Um, so very high marks on both of them. I just, I still tend to lean towards the original. So Good shit. I'm really a fan of both films. And even though I don't give them like extraordinarily high ratings, I think that they're both really solid horror properties for, for different reasons because you have the original, which has a lot of creative moments that just brought the horror genre, what it is for good and bad things, because there are a lot of uh, tropes in the horror genre that have been, done so many times that it's created this thing where you almost have to include them in a horror film and it's makes me want to suffocate sometimes when I watch (laughs) some of these films but at the same time uh, when it's done well and and done with the kind of tasteful um, restraint that the original Halloween shows uh, I think it's enjoyable that being said horror films aren't really my thing to start with and I don't necessarily love a lot of the script and some of the moments in, in the original Halloween. So I give the original three out of five, but I also give the zombie version a three out of five. Uh, I really do appreciate the background that we get on the character, even if the absence of that is a great part of the first film. And I do think it is, but I really did enjoy the idea that we saw so much of what this character got put in that created Michael Myers, the movie monster, horror, villain, you know, 
iconic character. Uh, and those were some of the best scenes of the film. Uh, you know, the original murder scenes with the kid. Uh, you have the scenes with him and Malcolm McDowell. And even the scene when he does kill the nurse and, and you have the mother who then goes back and watches the home movies and then kills herself. Um, you know, those are all very well done horror scenes and they also create a original feel for, for this film. So, um, there are gripes with it and there are some parts of it that I didn't care for, but overall I thought both of these were about the same and I gave them about three out of five and, um, I'm a fan. I thought they were both good. If you had to pick one you preferred, do you lean which towards one or the other? I'd actually probably, honestly, if I had to rewatch one, I'd probably rewatch the Rob Zombie version, to be honest with you. Does this make you interested in watching the sequels to to them? I want to see the second one because Nick's uh, built it up a little too much. So (laughs) I want to see at least the second one. Too much for sure. Mm -hmm. But I still think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never really been that curious about the other films. Like I've obviously heard about them and seen some of the uh, trailers for House of Thousand Corpses and and his other works. But at the same time, I've I've never really been interested. Just mainly because I'm not a fan of horror films for the yeah. most part. So, um, but right. this is the first film of Rob Zombies that I actually have sat through the entirety of, and I didn't think it was that bad. So, yep, three out of five for both films for cool. me. Um, okay, I just want to say... God damn it, Nick. What? I was just going to say that according to IMDb, Evan was born one minute uh, after Daryl was, and that creeps me out because I, there's something about that that just makes me think that he's the mistake, you know? Like, he shouldn't have been there in the first place, but he got out of there just in the nick of time. Uh, and we're all paying the price uh, ever since. Anyway, um, my thoughts on the two Halloween movies are that I am very much a fucking idiot. No, uh, I'm very much a fan of both of these movies. I think the original is, for obvious reasons that we've already said, a Stone Cold classic. It it totally paved the way for everything that came after it, um, and even its flaws are still extremely. Uh, engaging like it's just a fun movie from start to finish it's very creepy mostly due to its budget i think every limitation that the original movie had was to its benefit and it's what makes it what it is um i also really really enjoy the rob zombie uh remake i mostly as a a table setting for the sequel because I think the sequel might be my favorite out of all three of these movies that I mentioned at this moment. Oh, okay. um, but no, I, I very much enjoy Rob Zombie's remake because I don't think the original Halloween film, as fantastic as it is, is some kind of untouchable uh, movie. It's not like no, it's not. Yeah, it's not it, like it's it, it, it. It is the. It's the product of being a, a a forerunner for an entire genre in that it sets the template for everything that goes forward. But in in that way, it also sets the, the, the template for not only its strengths but also its weaknesses. And it has weaknesses that are intrinsic to itself um, that carry over in whatever form to its uh, – to its – successors absolutely which is why like when i see like a, a 
Friday the Thirteenth remake. I'm just like, what's the point of that? Uh, and a few others and whatnot. But like Michael Myers, I feel like Carpenter, no matter how good he made his movie, he did not in any way. Uh, shall we say, put a stamp on the character. That character just exists mm-hmm. in and of itself. So mm-hmm. that's why I don't mind another filmmaker coming in to do his own take on the character. Uh, and, and for that reason alone, I, I very much enjoy Zombies' uh, take. I, I love the first half of Zombies' uh, yeah. film. Uh, yes. Now, this may have sailed over my head um, yep. throughout the conversation, so you'll have to forgive me. Okay, so John Carpenter wrote and direct the original yep. uh, Halloween, and he wrote wrote um the second or, or was or, he, or was it sort of like built he, off of his 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 storyline i'll say this without looking at imdb i can't okay. remember if he got writing credit or not but he was very much a writer quote-unquote for the second movie so he never directed another halloween movie no, he never directed it okay and i'm he just did a score for the second one i'm just getting like flashbacks to alien with like ridley scott no 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 it wasn't like that it was more just that he loved the idea that other people would carry on his own legacy okay um, and he would offer what he wanted to. I, I will say the second movie is where we get the Michael Myers and Laurie are related twist. So even Rob Zombie is not, quote unquote, making that is, up. Uh, credit is the writer. He is the writer. Okay, okay, cool. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, so even Rob Zombie is not making up shall we say, the twist of them being related because Carpenter kind of pulls it out of his ass because he in no way sets that up in his own movie. Yeah. But because Zombie has, uh, you know, the foresight of what's come before, he's able to set it up. In this film. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I love the fact, personally, that this is like a two-hour movie which becomes a two-act structure in which we get Zombie's uh, build-up mixed with his update on the re, uh, on the original where um it's it not so much that he does one better than the original but the fact that he's able to take his time and carefully build up the Michael Myers persona only to basically I, I wouldn't say throw it out the window but like to uh discard it just as Michael Myers basically gives up on just existing and just decides to start murdering people uh, only to move very uh, starkly into what we want. So I, I like the idea that we have to wait for the bloodthirst part to come. But when it does, he updates it pretty well because we get a lot of callbacks to the original from uh, Tommy being stabbed to a wall and, yeah. you know, hanging there to uh, verbatim conversations that took place, which never for me at least felt cheap like i never felt like oh he couldn't come up with his own thing more just that like zombie was kind of conceding to the fact that he had already made his own imprint into uh what he had done with uh, myers growing up and whatnot that he had to at least keep the halloween night the roughly the same uh which out of respect i would think because otherwise why are you remaking it i also think it's a it's just strictly like zombie did this because he just fucking loves the original. And so, like, that's just kind of him as a fan, like, having fun in in that sort of sandbox. Like, hey, I made my version in the first half, and now this is me just doing my version of the exact replica of the original. And I I think that's what's so fucking cool about the remake, to be honest. Yeah, no, and I agree. And what I love about it is that I think Rob Zombie personally is more of a Texas Chainsaw kind of guy because he's got this very uh, 
disgusting white trash view of humanity and he injects the Halloween mythos with that and and for me that totally works so pretty pretty fucking accurate actually (laughs) I'll I'll say that I think the original is is fantastic even if it's not perfect in any way so therefore I give uh, Carpenter's four out of five and I'll watch it any day of the week and I would say Zombies remake is probably three and a half out of five. Like it's just right there for you. It, it it's in no way redundant, uh, and it's for me at least always a blast to watch. And it perfectly sets the stage for a sequel in which I think Zombie finally gets uh, to do what he's always wanted to do with the Halloween franchise. So, yeah, I, I think both of them are great Halloween movies. Yeah. Quick side note: Do you yeah. guys know um, where? Uh, Actual Haddonfield is located. It's made up. Well, I know, but it's actually modeled after a real Illinois city. Oh, really? That that's uh, down. If you take uh, any listeners that aren't from Illinois, are gonna we're from Illinois. They're gonna give no shits about this. But yeah, if you're on, uh, if you're heading down to St. Louis, you actually go right through. It's a uh, it's a town in Livingston County, um, and uh, there's a a big antique shop you can stop at, mm. and um, my wife actually wanted to stop in there one time, and it's it's crazy. Like you go through there, and it's like, oh fuck. Do they have dedications Halloween? to the actual? No. Well, do they acknowledge and wear that that identity? On that's their a sleeve? good question, and I don't know because um, the time I was there, I didn't realize. I just thought, like, I drove through and I went, oh damn, this, this looks, looks really familiar. This looks like Halloween. And then it wasn't until I researched it afterwards that I found out, like, oh, that is what it's based off of. And then, interestingly enough, they actually did all the filming out in uh, California. <laughs> so oh. so it's, huh. they didn't actually even film it down there. Yeah, because you can see, like, palm trees in a couple of the scenes. Yeah, and, so. and, 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 I, and it's funny because... It's a horror movie. Kenny, they're haunted. They're not supposed to be there. That neighborhood's been burned down for over 30 years. Where did you travel through? <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it's just an interesting fun fact. Like, you can't actually go to the actual exact town it's it's crazy yeah. it's yeah. it's nuts but uh yeah i'd like to actually go see the actual house out in california hmm. um, it's still standing or not it is uh yeah yeah you can see it's i think it's part of the there's a big uh tour you can do in it's la where parked you go right to, next to the psycho house yeah <laughs> But uh, uh, no, it's actually part of a tour. That lot was standing for the longest time. I feel yeah, like it just was removed. I was like, going to say I thought I read that it was removed like two, recently, three years ago. Yeah, they they um, knocked it down. I wonder if they removed that after Base Motel or if. I, yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I think know. it was before actually. I was going to say I think it. Base Motel had to recreate their own. Mm-hmm. So what a great show. That's another one I got into. I've been actually where... starting that because I, I didn't watch it oh. in its original run, but I in... now it's on Netflix, so I'm yeah. watching it now. You're in for a treat. Yeah, but that that was one of the longest uh, standing sets in quite mm-hmm. some time, the original Base Motel. Yeah. Anyway. It definitely uh, deserved to be. I was going to say, I'm kind of sad that it got taken down. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, if you have any other thoughts on this or any other uh, Halloween horror-type films, uh, always feel free to send them on to us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. Unless you're Evan Sabera. In which case, (laughs) fuck you. Or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at filmtankshow as well. Coming up on our next episode, we're going... Are you really sorry, though? I don't think you are. No. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, coming up on our next episode, we are going to talk about uh, a sequel, sort of, 
It is. It is a sequel. It is, and it's a new film that is just coming out, and it is uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, directed yep. by Denis Villeneuve, who's uh, directed a lot of films that have gotten high praise over Sicario. the last few years. The Arrival. And uh, enemy and prisoners, enemy and, and prisoners. Lots of very good, uh, really good films. Only yeah. seen the first two, but they were okay. So I'm looking forward to this film. I'm a big fan of the original Blade Runner. I love yeah. cyberpunk, and uh, we'll we'll see where this goes. You are gonna strap yourself in for two hours and forty five minutes of it. So there you go. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. That's cool. I will say the press circuit for this movie has been very delightful. Yeah, they need to calm the fuck down. Why? It's just like there is like oh, I don't man. think you're talking about what the hell I'm talking about. It's like, oh man, it, it's so transcendent. You're yeah. never going to want to leave. Nope, you're not talking about what I'm talking about. I'm Sorry. talking about the 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 press circuit that Ryan Gosling and Harrison oh, Ford yeah. are, are interviewing. Yeah, um, all their interviews have been delightful. Uh, in which Harrison Ford is uh, the most animated I've seen him in quite some time. He just loves taking the piss out of Ryan Gosling. He does, but like the fact that Ryan Gosling even inspires that out of him yeah. is kind of a miracle. Did you? Did you see the one where they're in uh when they're in Britain and there's the the, the interview who admits to not having yeah. seen Blade Runner yeah. at all and they're that just like drinking yeah. and that like just making fun of Ryan Gosling and eventually he gets up and they're just like laughing at him. It's like yeah, fucking Ryan incredible. Gosling, like as Ford and the interviewer are talking, he's like Ryan Gosling's like does the cameraman need help? And he just like gets up. And yeah. So, no, and that's what I'm trying to say. Their their interviews together because that's the thing. It's always been the two of them. Now if any of them. Received used condoms from Jared Leto. So, actually, funny story. <laughs> um, Jared Leto purchased uh, yeah. some dildos. Uh, what? Uh, what do you mean? What? Do you know what dildos are? <laughs> Continue your story, Nick. So, dildos are. Uh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Not about dildos. About Jared Leto. Well, they're the same. <laughs> this is what I missed about being on the show. <laughs> Didn't you? I don't actually this have a story. Right <laughs> no. Also, Evan, turn the podcast off right now. <laughs> God damn it. I have the have a story. It's like it's it's basically him how he had opaque um like what? Jared Leto is playing this character in the new Blade Runner film We're named, aware. named Yander Wallace, who oh. eventually like in in the time span between the first Blade Runner and this Blade Runner, there has been a moratorium on the 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 basically the production of replicants for for whatever reasons, probably Ooh, because spoilers. of Shut the fuck up. Anyway, and basically, um, Neander Wallace is basically like this this blind guy who got blinded in an accident, and he basically creates a new series of replicants called uh, Nexus Eight or something like that. And there was actually a short film that is actually filmed by Luke Scott because he can't get a job anywhere else because his so last film Dave that he Bautista? did was pretty shit. Um, no, that was the second film that he actually produced. And then there was a third film that was actually good that was made by Shinichiro Watanabe, who created Cowboy Bebop. Really? Anyway, the first film um, uh, basically shows Neander Wallace like uh, negotiating the, the production of, of Nexus 8 uh, replicants with basically the people who can control whether or not people are allowed to make replicants anymore. And you learn that his character is blind, right? Well, it turns out he actually – purchase like some opaque contacts that he put into his eyes and then there's this whole thing about how like Den- Denny Valenu was just so taken aback it's like when he when he walked onto set and he had to be guided to his chair it was so holy it was like it was like witnessing the Christ I'm just like shut the fuck up hey man that dude put on like 60 pounds for that one roll give a 
fuck about uh, Jerry Leto? Took off sixty pounds. No, he was in that one movie where he's that big fat guy. Did you hear that? Movie. Did you hear about that shit about how they wanted David Bowie to play Bowie. Neander Wallace? And it was like, no, he's he would have been fucking old. He would not have taken that role. You're basically just saying that just to play up. Oh yeah, we couldn't get David Bowie, but you know who we did get? Jared Leto. Man, you really stepped down. Like you went from like owning a house to like living in a hole. Like that's great. Oh, what do you have against homeless people? I have nothing against homeless people. I have everything against Jared Leto. Here's the photo I'm referring to from the film where he gained what is that? 50. I don't remember what it's. Uh, Why does see. he look like Johnny Depp? Chapter 27 is the Jared name of the Lito? film. Why does he look like Jared Way? I don't know. He gained like 55 pounds for this role. Oh, Holy that's great. Shit. And then lost all of it to. Yeah. Win that's an what Oscar. a real actor does, Evan. Are you talking about the singer from My Chemical Romance? No, we're talking yeah. about no, 30 30 seconds. That's what I was talking about. That's, that's, that's who he reminded no, me I know, of. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's Jared Way. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. At any rate. There's a lot of Jared's going around the emo <laughs> <Yeah>. scene. <laughs> <laughs> My Chemical Romance is a better band than 30 Seconds to Mars. True story. That's... Wow, you just burned a lot of bridges with that one. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. We all know it's true because yeah, we all know, know that, that 30 Seconds to Mars fucking sucks. And you, I knew that when I was in high school and my fucking taste of music sucked back then. You don't even have to like... Factually correct. You don't even have to like um, High Chemical Romance to make that statement. Yeah. No, 30 Seconds to Mars stinks. Yeah. yeah. They, they kind, of, kind of blow... Oh, looking forward to this movie. <laughs> Good thing he isn't doing music anymore and he's just acting. I guess. <laughs> Damaged! Yeah. yeah. He's still very mad that he didn't get that main Joker role in the next film, so that sucks. <laughs> Whatever. Evan? <laughs> Evan, turn it off right now. What did I say? It's not funny when you do it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who the fuck are you even talking to? Okay. Thank you very much enough. to Kenny Marcellus for yeah. coming back and uh, me back. chatting up with us. Great times. Thank uh, you. Maybe we'll be able to get together again sometime down the road. Sometime when I'm not parenting. Yes. Boy, it's going to be a while, man. I hate to <laughs> tell you. It's going to be a while, man. I've heard that. Like, Just glad you like didn't a... name your child Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much to Nick Cheney, to Zon Egan, and uh, myself, Alex Diekman. Yes, we'll catch up with you next time. <laughs>